Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of If I Only Knew. We're once again back with my excellent co-host, Fred. Fred, say hey. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being with me here, Fred. We've been away for a week or two. Um, Fred's been doing a course that was mostly online through Zoom and doing some training and, and upskilling himself as the agile and innovative new uh, change maker that he is, um, which I'm very glad to see. Um, and that kind of got me thinking a bit because I saw in the news um, just the other day, Fred, that the uh, online conferencing company Zoom uh, have themselves mandated that their staff come into the office at least two days a week. Now, you've been spending a week on Zoom doing training i spent a lot of my life on zoom and and at home doing uh working from home whatever that might look like and i suspect many of our listeners have of course had their work lives uh, reimagined by the uh, video conferencing platform that is zoom thanks to the lockdown but there seems to be a push to get people back into the office and there might be an intergenerational question here because that seems bizarre to me because i'm quite comfortable uh not having to commute into work and uh it suits me quite nicely and yet we have the company themselves zoom insisting people come back to the office now fred first off i've got to ask is this just a disastrous move for their pr like this seems ridiculous to say we don't want our own staff using our platform we want them to come into the office Matt, it is ironic. And one of the things that uh, Zoom existing people being in the office did was create headlines. Mm. I guess the the irony is that Zoom, in theory, has built this platform during things like the pandemic and prior to that on the idea that you can be anywhere in the world and working with people. Mm. But there is a generational issue because this is the only time in my work life that somebody could say in the last two or three years, or oh, hang on a minute, when I take this job, I'd like to be working from home 60% of the time. Yeah, right. There's been no other time in my work history, and I'm coming up to 50 now, so let's call it 30 years of professional <laughs> work where this conversation could have happened. For the majority of my work life, the only people that ever worked from home were people returning to the workforce that maybe had started a family mm. and predominantly it was females and maybe one or two days a week and only very, very rarely was that uh, offered to people. One of the issues that I think um, from a, a psychological perspective is um, one of the things we learned during the pandemic was productivity wasn't impacted on mm by people that work from home. Mm. However, yesterday I saw another headline about a worker that had been with the company for over two decades that was terminated because they weren't hitting their keyboard enough while working from home. So they had a keystroke tracker oh, and terminated her because they believed that she wasn't doing enough while working from home. Now, the irony of that is... Um, how much is enough and it's typing real work and you know we just drag the cat to the back of the keyboard <laughs> so on the one hand as an employer i think one of the things we forget about in terms of working in an office is the culture the mm. the psychosocial benefits of that the idea that people generally want to work with and see people and part of the reason people keep jobs is because of the people that they work with mm. On the other hand, um, removing a two-hour commute first thing in the morning and second, you know, and in the afternoon, avoiding the cost of living that comes with having to drive with work, park, um, the idea of buying your lunch or preparing mm. in advance, the the luxury of being able to put a load of washing in, you know, in between a meeting, so that you've got a bit of work-life balance. I think all of that has to come into consideration. Mm. But I think your generation is the first in the professional workforce that does the whole, 
hang on a minute, you mean I can't work from home? For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think this is really interesting because you've you've picked up on basically the pros and cons, right? And I think that's the the real place to start. And I expect all our listeners are across that. But it's uh, you know, the advantage is there's real convenience, there's real luxury to it. It can be cheaper, it can be safer for some people. It can just be more comfortable. Um, that's the real advantage of this working from home. But it does seem like the cons for the for the staff, at least for the employee, is that sociocultural space of, of being a part of a team and a part of a group and having some more meaning to the work you do um, and maybe seeing the impact of the work you do as well. Um, I think there's probably a big question, I'd be curious about your opinion as someone who manages people, Fred, about efficiency, right? And you mentioned in the pandemic, we didn't see efficiency drop. Um, it feels to me like as this young person who's maybe hearing these efforts to push people back into the office, it feels like we're being kind of prodded with a stick back into the uh, cattle pens. We're being uh, kind of pushed back so that we can be monitored and micromanaged and that people in the office can kind of watch us a bit more. But what you just said about keystroke monitoring gives me real kind of Orwellian, creepy, um, being monitored all the time vibes um, from being able to be monitored at home. So do you reckon there is a kind of motive for a place like Zoom to push people into the workforce because they think it'll make you more productive? And with that, do you think it actually does? Or is that too big of a question? No, I I can't speak about that company in particular, but Mm. my worldview on this has changed. So in regards to people working in the office, I would have said to you at, at, you know, if you had asked me five years ago, Mm. I would have said, look, um, it is absolutely necessary. Mm. Mm. One of the things I've learned is that, uh, and without putting too far a point on it, is that high performers will perform really well because they can be trusted Mm. and average to below average employees Mm. will skive off in the office versus whatever. So there used to be a a phrase that paid in certain industries about, I don't know if I've said this before, but uh, in one of my first jobs, the director said to me, if you want to get ahead in this company, be the one that turns the lights Mm. on and reads the mail when you walk in Mm. and be the one that turns the lights off when you leave. Mm. So that created a culture of a whole heap of people leaving uh, suit jackets on the back of their desk Mm. so that he believed that you were still there and working when you might have ducked out to the pub for dinner um, and intended to go back for half an hour if he was still there and pretend like you were doing some stuff. Oh, crikey, that's a good one. Yeah, so it actually created what I would consider to be quite a... um, I use the word competitive. It was a competitive culture... Mm based on a lot of front, but not a lot of talent. Cool, yeah, right. So I'm I'm very comfortable. I know in my work um, life, those people that I can trust, mm. and I don't track their time and attendance because I don't care. Mm, yeah, right. I also know those people that prefer to work in the office because home is not conducive to productivity. Yeah, and that's important. My, my preference is to work in the office because I find home to be not productive for the sort of work that I like to do. I like the the division of home and work and hmm. two different yeah. people, you know, at home versus yeah. who I am at work. There's another element to it as well, though, is that you've got to look at those people that aren't necessarily in a position to, despite their attitude, effectively work from home. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are newer to stuff, right? Mm, Cool. So one of the the things I'd say is a caveat I have about working from home is you've got to know your job to be able to moderate your job based on working from home. Mm -hmm. 
ultimately I think working from home for some people is hyperproductive, mm. both in work and in life. Mm. And if you don't have to burn, you know, a tank of fuel and resources to get to work, then we're in much better position to be able to, um, you know, make the day productive earlier. Mm. But if you're brand new, uh, you got to, I think, this might be a bit old school. No, cool. I'm interested. interested. This is really interesting, yeah. I think you've got to earn the right to work from home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that by, you know, doing the hard yards and showing me that you're going to be a 12-hour day employee. Mm. It's that you've got the competency to do the job because there is, in theory, more immediate support in an office full of people to ask questions and, mm. and the little things, mm. right? Not the big things, but the little things. I couldn't quite get back to work. This link is broken. Yeah. Where do I find that this? And also to understand who, could, who you can rely upon mm. and, and get the sense of, you know, um, I'll, I'll use a really silly example, but there's been more than once in my work experience where we've given somebody equipment to have them disappear after two and three days and you spend three months trying to get a $2,000 computer back. Right? right, yeah, yeah. So... I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. Um, I've known you for a couple of years now, and I would, wouldn't matter if you're working on the dark side of the moon, I know it can rely upon you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I've worked with some people for years that uh, I know uh, find themselves more productive in the office. I love these shades of grey, Fred. I think it gets to something that is missed in most of the conversations I've heard about this, and I think it is this fact that there's no one-size-fits-all approach. And I think more than that, it's the fact that I think we've simplified the concept of working from home because it seems like what you do is you either work from home or you work in the office and I don't think that quite captures the employee's experience or the the nuance of the pros and cons here I think a great example some of the work my girlfriend does is really kind of um uh, bulk data work for some law firms and stuff yeah. and man it drives her nuts if they make her go into the office because this is stuff that they just does not need to be done in the company of other people and more than that she's got a really kitted out pc that does the data work way faster than her shitty yeah. little company yeah. laptop and it is just so much better to have that option available to her to use some more computing power or whatever and so it seems ridiculous to to drag someone out there to the office to do that kind of data process work but then there's obviously plenty of work that benefits from being face-to-face or in the office or whatnot I think some of the allied health work we do here obviously needs to be face-to-face in some form or another um and I think that that kind of nuance or, or, or complexity in actually case-by-case analysis really matters and I really think that question of um kind of the the specific employees you're working with is really interesting as well or really important because I think um, there's a question of like trust or whatnot that comes about with uh, working from home and I, I think it's an interesting part of this conversation because my instinct says that that trust matters and that it might be easier to skive off at home or whatever. But I have a feeling that people do a lot of that in the office as well. And so if I think there's something that grates on me as like a young person, if the premise is that I've been forced into the office or pushed into the office to be more productive, to allow people to monitor me or to kind of ensure that I'm working my full time, um, if I get in that office and clearly everyone around me is actually only working four or five hours in the day or whatever because they're chatting and they're going for a longer lunch and whatnot. You know, that's kind of the way it works. I don't think that's a deeply um, distressing corporate situation. But what sucks to me is the uh, contradiction between having been 
dragged out of home where maybe I would have only worked six hours, but they would have been efficient six hours and they would have been like worth my time and I didn't have to bloody drive anywhere. Um, uh, and so that would have like been good at home. But then I've been pulled somewhere where I'm told you're going to work your full time and the point is to manage you and to keep you on track. But then no one in the office is actually doing that. Now, I'm not exactly sure because I don't have much exposure at all to offices before lockdown, right? So I don't really know what this is meant to look like or what this could look like in the office otherwise. Um, but I think there's this interesting question of do we really um, spend less time working when we're at home because surely it's about like the tasks we're doing or something how does that kind of people completing tasks fit in here i don't i i will i'll give you my theory on this mm-hmm. in terms of what i know the industry i know versus um perception cool i don't think and I, again matt i'm gonna say it's not about the task it's not even about the industry it's about the person okay cool one of the things that this hybrid model has opened up is that some people are exceptionally good mm. at self-managing the work product that they've got to do. Right. And one of the things that technology has allowed us to do is to collaborate without needing to be in the same room. Mm. Okay. Uh, email, Zoom, mm. Teams allow you sort of this instant gratification of we have uh, and the Teams app we have a chat app so i can send somebody a message Mm, via a chat app which is faster than an email because it pops up on your screen fred has asked blah 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 Mm. what i want you to think about from my perspective is there is a biopsychosocial benefit to the world of work Mm, mm. that includes the routine of getting up getting dressed yeah leaving your home interacting with people getting through a work day and going home mm-hmm. the thing that's changed for me because i believe that's really powerful yeah what's changed for me is that at some point some people have got the engendered kind of culture from the company to be trusted to do that sometimes uh-huh and then to work in their slippers other times. Okay, yeah. On the rare occasions I work from home, and, and it's actually not that rare now, it's probably a day a week. To be yeah, okay. With you. My favourite thing is not having to put shoes on. Right, okay, yeah. Okay? I know it sounds weird, <laughs> but it's a small luxury, and does it impact on my productivity? No. Does it impact on my joy? Probably a little bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so I think there are... There are uh, pluses and minuses. Uh-huh. Now, I can't think, because I don't know, of a space where it would have to be work from the office, but um, there are... What's the word I'm looking for? There might be industries, and I'm thinking of things like construction, sure, where you actually have to... you know, And I don't mean construction workers, clearly they need to be on site. But things like architects, safety inspectors, those things, there are going to be some trades, some very tangible roles where there is no option to work from home Mm, mm. or to work from home very often. Mm. I'm also not aware of things like the graphic design world or the IT world where you're collaborating but in more of a, a program style of place. But I think the future looks like a hybrid model, Matt. Mm. I don't think... Uh, now, the people I feel sorry for 
aren't the companies that have staff working from home and not the people that get to work from home. Right. I feel sorry for the guy that paid the lease on the coffee shop in the building. Shit, On yeah. the premise that 30,000 people use that building every day mm. and now it's 10,000 because mm. there's no landlord saying, hey, just a heads up, because occupancy in the building's down from this work from home stuff, I'll give you a break on your rent. Mm. doesn't exist. Mm. So when we think about working from home, think about the industries that, and, and particularly in the CBDs, mm. that hive off and feed off you know office work or site work yeah it's the people that are selling the coffee the people that are making the sandwiches the restaurants where people would go for the long lunches that they may be or may not be (laughs) and we're seeing a shrinking small business sector in a certain regard because i don't know if you know this matt but if you wanted to get a coffee shop in the cbd the rent's probably six to seven times higher than it would be in the suburbs yeah so A lot of people have been burnt, but in terms of the general aspect of, um, you know, you got to be in the office, Mm. generationally, that's even changed for me. And I do think there are some people that, regardless of what we say, will not be convinced that you can work from home and be productive. Mm. Mm. But that's probably saying more about their work style and just their general approach to their employees. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a really interesting question there in that maybe maybe when people say you can't be productive when you work from home, maybe it's worth reflecting on whether they're talking about absolutely everyone or if that's a truly blanket statement or if they're talking about some kind of average person or the kind of smack bang in the middle or even maybe the people that I work with can't be productive when they work from home sort of thing. I think I'd challenge people who have that opinion to ask, is that really universal? Can you not think of a single situation or a single person who'd be better from working from home? And I think this do you know your staff? Mm, yeah. Why like, are you making why are you making generalizations? You know, there are people that work with me. There's one person I think of in particular who's worked with me now for a decade and I, I would not matter to me where they were. I like to see them in the office a certain amount of time because I like to see them. They're yeah. part of the, <laughs> the tribe that I connect with in the office. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but in terms of uh, dependability, because mm. that's the word I look for, mm. wouldn't matter if they were sitting on a beach doing their work. And there have been times where they've said to me, I'm sitting... You know, dangling my feet in the pool as I'm working away, and you go, "Oh, that's lovely, good day yeah. for it." Never once have I thought, "Oh my God, how dare they?" I'm thinking, "Look, if you can do your work sitting by the pool and and you're as productive as possible, yeah. teach me." That's teach right. Me. That's right. I think I think I want that to be the lesson from this is that kind of nuance or shades of grey within the question of working from home and productivity. I think there is just no blanket rule that says working from home is better or or not because it depends on a what you're doing b who you are maybe see the environment you're doing it in what's your team like how good is the infrastructure i'm wondering if if that uh kind of idea that some people are better at it than others um is leaning towards the conversations we have on resumes or in interviews where you might want to talk about why are you good to work from home why why is that the case Mm. and i think one of the my final thought on it matt is that um the opposite holds true for me i never want to work in an environment where there's no office to go to yeah right. and no capacity to connect with people in the real world mm. i for me that's important mm. and i don't want to lose the importance of how nice it is to come in and say good morning to a group of people yeah 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 um, yeah and uh but i think that progressively smart businesses understand 
the concept of hybrid mm. or right fit based on each employee. Yeah. The other thing I'd say, Matt, sorry, just to no, just please. my final point is the thing that the pandemic changed was envy around people that got to work from home. I don't mm. think we judge our co-workers anymore. Mm. Whereas in my early career, if somebody was, I shouldn't say this, Matt, but I will. In my <laughs> early career, if a guy took paternity leave, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you'd mock them. Yeah, yeah, because that's They're the like, culture back then, right? What do you mean a man's taking time off to the, Are you for real? Uh-huh, and you'd, uh-huh. you'd question their manhood. Uh-huh. Uh, not me personally, but it was often done in. Uh, and, and look, I still think it happens now, but I will say this it's more and more we're seeing uh, parents sharing that early parental responsibility of, you know, a new family member. So I think, you know, we're progressing, we're learning. I think productivity is a poor argument. Mm, mm. I think there's a much better conversation about the when and the where and how you earn your capacity too. But I'd love to see a resume that says, in my previous role, I was working from home, you know, 85% of the time had productivity of X, Y, Z. My references will tell you that I was a reliable, dependable contributor regardless of where I was. I reckon that gets you ahead of the game now. So you're onto something there. And I wonder if there's almost a space, I don't know how explored this is, but like best practice for when you're working from home. And for me, that might be a meeting at nine o'clock on the dot to make sure that people have that routine of get out of bed, maybe have some breakfast, maybe like just that little bit beforehand. You know, maybe I'd grumble about that, but there's probably something to be said about how do you kind of try to engender the best parts of the office routine um, without demanding people come into the office and feel like they're being watched over the shoulder and that kind of thing yeah yeah i think that i think the day of big brother has dropped off and the one thing i'd say matt is you can't fake productivity mm. yeah it's a good thought okay? you can't you can't dial it in and get away with it forever you might get away with it for a week you might get away with it for a month but mm. eventually the scoreboard will out and you know the numbers don't lie mm. Great topic this week, Matt. Yeah, really interesting. Well, I'm, I think it is hilarious that Zoom is making people come into the office. Like, I think that is actually something that you couldn't write. Like, that's the kind of thing you'd put in a satire comic a year ago. But uh, look, it sparked a really interesting conversation. I think I think the, the p- opinion you have about, like, kind of adapting to different people seems right up my alley. So I'm a big fan of that. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. We've seen a, a spike in our listening and uh, we appreciate that. We want you to like, subscribe and tell your friends about If I Only You. And until next week, thank you from me and thank you from... Thanks very much, everyone. Thank you from Matt. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes, and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions and tune in to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.